0: aim a little higher episode 26
1: stepping into the best versions of themselves by leaving the limiting beliefs leaving past stories behind in the sense that the hurt no longer needs to come along for the ride the lesson does but the hurt doesn't
0: you're locked into aim a little higher podcast where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Pete Jones' National Entrepreneur of the Year and motivational speaker, Kamal Hyman. What's up guys welcome to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. It's your boy Kamel Hyman here and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a spiritual life and business coach helping entrepreneurs and seekers alike to tap into their intuition and release old limiting beliefs allowing them to up level their lives and business. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce Tracy Groman to the show. Tracy welcome to the show.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Kamal. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, and a massive congratulations and shout out for being our first female guest. You know, we've got a female co-host in Eliza Doyle and to have our first female guest is awesome. So, girl, power to the show.
1: You know what? It's so important. It's important to um, melt that that feminine energy into the masculine because, you know, with the masculine energy, that's our driver, that's our doer, that's our achiever. But when you integrate the feminine energy into it, that's when you start to amplify the creative aspects and the the manifesting aspects. So thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Wow, oh, powerful. I love that. I love that. And for people yeah. who are listening and kind of don't quite understand what it is you do, how do you explain um, the spiritual coaching? Because I love, I love the sounds of that side of it. I'd love to just get a little bit more information for the listeners who haven't come across it before.
1: Well, you know, the funny part is is, is... Most people that contact me understand that they themselves are intuitive, and they themselves are on their own journey of creating something that is magnificent in their life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people sometimes, I would say the um, maybe more logical-minded people, misinterpret the word spiritual with religious, and... That's not really what I'm about at all. Um, Not that I don't believe in God or have faith because, of course, I do. But I think of a spiritual journey as everyone's own individual journey that allows them to really be the best version of themselves and amplify that into their life because it needs to start right in their own specific space. Then it permeates into their family and their inner circle, and then it permeates outward. And as that spiritual journey starts embracing, magnifying love, love for self, love for others, love for the journey itself, you then start attracting abundance. So, people, when people come up to me and, and they don't necessarily know what it is, mm. it's really all about stepping into the best versions of themselves by leaving the limiting beliefs, leaving past stories behind in the sense that the hurt no longer needs to come along for the ride. The lesson does, but the hurt doesn't.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. So, the hurt yeah. no needs to come along for the ride. The lesson does, but the hurt doesn't. That's, yeah. oh, that's beautiful. I think that sums Thank up you. perfectly. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's a lot of fun helping people step into that because um, our, we ourselves, we don't necessarily know how to get out of that loop. Um, past hurts are are like a energetic loop that keeps on playing the same record over and over and over and over and over again. And sometimes, you know, you, you have even, um, I would say probably one of the most, uh, one of the most simple examples are when you know people take a step forward, maybe to um, start a workout program, and they're gung ho, gung ho, gung ho, and then it fizzles out after a few weeks. And it's because there's actually something in the subconscious that is is um, hamster wheeling around that will not allow them to keep pressing through, keep going through, keep
0: you know, oh, understand that. Talking it. to me right now. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking right now. I have. It's it's weird with business on it, with podcasting on it, with with. Loads of things I get focused, but that fitness oh my gosh, I've been battling that for a while, and yeah, it's that exact right. thing go to the gym, get really into it. And for me, I get like one compliment <laughs> something like, Come out, you're looking good, looking a lot better. I'm like, Yep, mission completed, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're good, and this and stops happening, right? And and so, you know, but that's probably one of my and it's not a, it's not simple at all, and I don't downplay it. I was a personal trainer for 10 years and I taught fitness classes for 10 years before stepping into. The energetic aspect behind the mindset behind okay. now I'm, I I do what I do now, um, but at my past life quote unquote was in the per- personal fitness and um, instructing realm, and so I saw it with many people I mean the the underlying hamster wheel that going around that that um, prevents people from really getting up to that next level. Powerful. So yeah, so that's really when I, I work with people, it is all about tapping into the. The, uh, the, the meat and bones underneath, mm. which really isn't meat and bones. It's more like a house of cards, but it, in our, in our minds, it feels like it's, it's the meat and bones that's holding us back. It's really not. It's a house of cards that just needs to get knocked over.
0: Powerful. I um, love that.
1: yeah, but you know, we can't do that alone. And, and why should we, even though we're all intuitive beings, I mean, part of our job in life is to allow our intuition to lead us to somebody that can help us get the breakthroughs that we need.
0: So beautiful. thank
1: you thank you
0: and you know the aim a little higher movement it's all about setting solid foundations you know we say don't chase your dreams build them so we'd love to find a bit more about you know you the person behind the brand and and could you tell us about your foundation and we'll go right back to the beginning can you let us know what you were like as a young child
1: ah well you know it's funny that you asked that because i was just sitting down with my mom yesterday talking about that um because it's really important energy to tap into, especially with the creationary aspect of our lives. And so as a child, um, I was very bubbly and effervescent and and I still am now. Um, But as a very small child, my parents then got divorced and that effervescence started having little veils thrown over it of um, basically needing to reroute different ways to cope and move and and maneuver around. So as a child, I was very effervescent, very bubbly, very uh, gosh, I don't even know. Just I, 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 love to have fun. I love, I love the awe and wonder of life. Mm. Um, but then circumstances happen where all of a sudden now, uh, mom and dad aren't so bubbly. So what do you start to do? How do you start to maneuver that? And so I had a a lot of limiting beliefs start to flow over top of. Where is it safe to be bubbly? Where is it safe to reach out for love? Where is it safe to accept love? Wow. Where is it safe to get it from? And yeah, and so it, there was a, a, a seven-year period of my life between two and nine, I would say, where it was very tumultuous, very rocky. And so it's it's learning to kind of uh, come out of the crab bucket to try to, to reach that that effervescence again without being pulled back down by the quagmire of drama and, um, family issues and, mm. and whatnot. So it, it interest, interestingly enough, my childhood as a child, I, I was very bubbly. I was very, but my situation was not very bubbly. Yeah. So, um, there was a lot to move through and a lot to, um, to grow from. Yeah, have to work with.
0: <laughs> yeah no, I completely understand. And I think I see that so much, you know, with my role being able to go and do speeches and workshops in, in schools across the UK. It's amazing that you go to a primary school, those young students are just like, what do you want to be? I want to be an astronaut. And you're just happy and bubbly. and you're just, They're just happy for no reason. Yeah. You know, and then you get to teenagers like, what do you want to be? Uh, I don't know, really. I'm not sure what's realistic for me. You know, and it takes a lot to get them happy. Then they get a little bit old. I'm like, what do you want to be?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah right? I mean, and it's, it's really, really interesting because I have three boys now, so I'm an only child. So I didn't have that camaraderie. And with my parents being divorced and, and other drama happening in my life, um, I didn't necessarily have uh, a unit to kind of pull from. And I have three boys now. And so what I get to do is I get to give them all of the intuitive lessons that I have learned along the way that would have been really powerful to know
0: Mm. from
1: the get go is now what I get to share with them. It's what I get to share with my clients. It's what I get to share so that I now have become a conscious parent. I now have, now I get to look at my kids and say, okay, so where are my limiting beliefs stopping them from being able to tap into their own intuitive power and create their own life from this point on.
0: Oh, that's beautiful because so many people just take their parents beliefs just take that on and, and go and move forward in the, with, with with those beliefs and i've seen it i see it every day why don't you want to go after your actual dream oh i don't know if it's realistic like my mum's dream was this and she didn't do it so i don't know if i if i and it just it's like it's contagious so i love that you're challenging that
1: it is. It, it, you know, it is contagious. And that's I think it's one of the biggest soul killers is is thinking that our dreams aren't worthy of examination and worthy of pursuing, even if the people around us that love us are afraid for us.
0: Yeah. And it's not even you know, that they don't love you. It's just that they're scared of you failing and being hurt.
1: Well, they're scared of you failing and being hurt. And, you know, like my parents, you know, they my mom is is very Passive, she's very bubbly and effervescent, but she's very passive, she's very fearful of going after things, she just is, and that's her, and that's great. And you know, my dad was intuitive, but very logical. So, like, me doing something like this oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) being a spiritual life and business coach, he would have been like, Uh, you know what, um, don't hold your breath, wow, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) not because he doesn't love me and not because he doesn't support me, but because I always tell my kids that the people. Can only speak from where their point of reference is, and what they themselves would do. And even though my parents love me, they themselves would not step out into. I like, you know, I like teaching people how to follow their intuition, how to step into that, how to maneuver the energy around it, how to open up portals of of energy to create from. Mm. My parents are like, huh, what? (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't mean I shouldn't pursue it. 100%. You know, and uh, so that's what I have started teaching my children, even though, you know, cause, and I will be very honest with them. If I'm, if I am feeling nervous about a decision that they're going to make, obviously I'm not going to let them harm themselves or, you know, anything like that, but I have to now be very honest. Am I holding them back from their dreams? Am I holding them back from their path? Am I scared for them?
0: Wow.
1: And what do I need to work on in my life? And maybe some limiting belief from my childhood that has now popped up. That is going to
0: Effective.
1: possibly yeah. halt their progress.
0: Ah, I love that. I love that. That's so powerful that you've taken a look at your own child and said, "Okay, how can I how can I correct those mistakes or or get rid of those limiting beliefs in my own children so that they have to be better than you, you know, and continue well, you, on."
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, the thing of it is, is and, and of course, I think as as parents, we we want that. We want our children to be able to dream bigger. And I'm not even know about be more successful, but be successful in their own right. Be, I mean, yes. Do I want my kids to surpass me? Yeah, of course. Do I want them to know that no matter what they do, I'm behind them 100%? Mm. Do they know that when they come back, you know, even if something happens where they have to lick their wounds a little bit, do they know that? Yes, I'm. I'm this, uh, this loving energy is, is there no matter what.
0: The unconditional love right there.
1: It, it, and, and I didn't grow up with that. I didn't. And so it's taken a lot of work. And I was just talking about this with a friend that everyone wonders with parenting, how am I going to fix my child? And it's not how am I going to fix my child? It's how am I going to heal myself so that I can be more understanding and compassionate and then allow that energy field to start permeating theirs so then there's more of an ebb and flow and give and take in a respectful relationship versus a fear-based, I'm the law, the, what I say goes, you don't have a voice. Yeah. And for me, it was – in my upbringing, it was very – this is what you have. This is I'm the law. This is a very authoritarian. But then all of a sudden I became 18, and it was like, oh well, no, all those rules are gone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, now what do I do? You
0: the magic number. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly. Now what do I do?
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, it is. It's a, it's a matter of um, expanding and healing your own energy because that's all it is. A limiting belief is just an energetic block. It's a a thought that almost acts like a. Um, like a plug that goes into the pipe. So if we think about having a clear energy field, all of our limiting beliefs are like clo- like little clogs. And as soon as we get a bunch of little clogs, it be- creates a bigger one. Mm-hmm. And how can we create when we have a clogged pipe? So I always say that you know when I work with clients, when I work with my family and my kids and all of that, and I work you know my husband and um, and my clients, it's how can we rotor rooter the pipe. Let's. That's what we're going to do. We're going to roto-rooter this pipe and free it up, so that you can actually become the beacon. Love Instead it. of chasing around, you become the beacon.
0: Love it, love it. And what education route did you take?
1: Oh, well, you know what? Um, I went to. You're going to laugh because I, as a kid, I always, I always loved helping people. I always. Tell my kids, if you're wondering what you're going to do with your life, look to what you naturally gravitate to. Yes. That is going to be a huge indicator on what is going to be part of your, your career base or, or whatever you're going to do. And you can certainly make it into a business. Um, so I always loved helping people. I always loved figuring out their problems. And because I can read energy, I can see energy. I've been an intuitive all of my life. and Reading energy is kind of like uh, walking, riding a bike or whatever. I could always see to the, the core of the problem like that nice and so i did it so i i said to my father i'm going to be a psychologist and my father said no you're not (laughs) (laughs) because oh my god are you kidding me why would you want to do that well so what did i do i did not do that i went Uh, to i of course i didn't do that um because in, in at 13 or 14 when they start kind of dropping in the what do you think you want to do with your life what do you think you want to do with your life back when i was a kid it wasn't expansive it wasn't Oh well, okay. I, I think that that's a great idea, and and these are a couple points that you might want to think about. But let's go from there. Um, again, my father was coming from his point of reference. Yeah, so of I went to college and studied environmental science, biology, and geology, and came out and really found that I didn't. I decided that I didn't want to leave where I'm at, um, and which is, I don't know, I want to say it was problematic. It is what it is. But there wasn't – there weren't a lot of environmentally related jobs right where I was. Yeah. Um, so I – and my husband were high school sweethearts. And so my husband was able to make his career um, and be very successful at it right here where our all of our family was. So I was like, you know what? We'll do that. Okay. I. I that's good. Um, so a few years later we started having kids and I, I was a stay at home mom, still able to, you know, read energy and I would help friends and people and this and that. Well, then my father passed away in, uh suddenly in 2009 and my world, world was absolutely shattered, crushed, shattered. Um, but what it did is it actually led me on my greatest journey yet. And that was to actually go down to a spiritual school, a spiritual school of studies called Delphi. And I started studying there. So right now I'm getting ready to finish up my master's program there and I'll step into the doctorate level. Um, But what they did was they actually helped me turn my intuitive abilities and basically help clear out the energy. I learned how to clear out my own energy so that I could become a clearer healer for those I work with.
0: Powerful, powerful. It
1: is. It is. I mean, that's the only way it can be done. The the work has to happen first inside.
0: 100%. And like say, you you went down the education route that pleased your your parents more. And later on in life, you realized actually, let me do what I'm passionate about.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the the nice part is, is through all of the strife, through, and I'm not saying that, that, oh my gosh, my life was so hard. But again, we all have issues that, and different things that happen that layer on some sort of a negative experience. And it's funny because my oldest son, he's going to be 15, and he said to me, like maybe a couple weeks ago, he goes, Mom, isn't it kind of funny? And I said, What? And he said, You always talked about how when you were a kid you were going to be a psychologist. And I said, Yeah, I did. And he said, And look what you do now. He said, No, because I'm not a licensed psychologist. That's not it at all. Um, I'm a pastor. And I take my... I take my love of energy healing and intuition development to help people maneuver through their own energy and release the hurt. But he said, look at, he's like, look at how, how great the universe is. Look at how great spirit is. Look at how great your higher self is that really I knew back when I was 13 that I was going to be doing something service-based in the world of helping people, Rid themselves of stuff that they no longer need in their energetic fields. How that was going to come to pass, I had no idea. And so now <laughs> here I am. And quite honestly, I I absolutely adore what I do. I would not have adored being a a psychologist or psychiatrist and going through all of that um, very cookie cutter in the box programming. Not that that mm. is bad. Um, I'm not, not saying that at yeah. all. It's not. But it's not my cup of tea at all. I love in the in the energetic world helping people. Step into the best version of themselves via releasing of the energy and stepping into their gifts that their God given gifts that they know they have. It's not like they don't know that they're there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think we all got that underlying feeling. It's like what you said when you were like thirteen; you knew it would Uh, be something like that. And then life happens, and you go off in all these different directions, but you came back to that root passion. And I love that. And I hope that listeners are hearing your story and thinking actually let me save myself some time of going off in the other routes and let me just stick with my passion and what is that I actually, I love.
1: I would say, and it's so true. And, you know, we've always, my husband and I have always told our kids that you are going to have a job, but it it doesn't have to be a job. It can be something that you absolutely adore. You want to do something you adore so that it doesn't feel like work. We weren't put on this earth to be miserable. Tell we were put that. on this earth to have our experiences and to learn and grow and love ourselves and share that with people.
0: Speaking of jobs, what was your first job?
1: My first job, well, funny because I'm an only child and, and I really, when my father sat down and was like, it's time for you to get a job, I kind of looked at him like with a question mark over my head, like, huh, <laughs> what? You know, and I was like... Oh, I didn't have an older sibling that had a job or anything like that. So I was like, no, none of my friends had any jobs. And so I was, it was totally new, a whole new concept. So I went to the mall and I found, I got a job at a, um, a company called Spencer gifts, a store called Spencer gifts. And they basically sold gag, gag gifts and like over the hill stuff. And it was the place that you came into that had just, it was just a funny store. It was just funny and silly and, um, I don't know. It totally fit me perfectly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was your first experience. It sounds like you you enjoyed it.
1: I had a great time with it. Cause you know what? There was, I mean, really there was a whole, well, there was a whole section that was like sex related and not oh. sex related, but like kind of, yeah, but kind of like, you know, and as a 16 year old being in the store, I would have people come in and they'd be like, I have to ask. And I'm like, okay, what? Do you have X, Y, and Z? Well, now, we weren't an adult triple X rated store. It was just kind of like a, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And as a 16-year-old, yeah, I can imagine holding your giggles in. (laughs) Well,
1: of course, right? Because they'd be like, but it's not for me. I'm like, sure, it's not for you. Okay. (laughs)
0: oh gosh have you had any uh, significant or surprising achievements on your journey that have helped you to where you are today that maybe at the time didn't seem like a big deal but now upon reflection you're like wow that actually changed a lot
1: i would say the biggest achievement and the biggest catapult to where i'm at right now was deciding i've had a couple of them It was deciding, like hard and fast. This isn't. This isn't going to be the way it's going to be. This isn't going to be the way it goes down. Seven months after my father passed away, I was still totally heartbroken. And but I realized that I was. Like I realized I was in a pit. Although no one else knew that I was in a pit because I was still holding my own. I was being a mom and being a wife and taking care of what I needed to take care of. There was a part of me that was like just in this dark pit, and. I woke up one day and was like, I just, this can't, I just can't do this. I can't, I can't live in this particular space anymore. And it did, it led me to, it led me down to Delphi, down to the school of spiritual studies, because I was like, I I have to start, I have to start feeling better for myself. Like it was no longer a, my family. And I mean, of course all the, all of them mattered, but none they weren't, experiencing I mean maybe they were but they weren't experiencing that depth of hollowness
0: yeah you were living you were in it
1: that yeah that my me myself was experiencing and and my biggest achievement was actually admitting that I needed help admitting that I couldn't do this and nor did I want to I didn't want to have to figure it out on my own anymore
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you need to go and surround yourself with experts people who know what they're doing and learn
1: yeah, I mean and so I did. I went and immersed myself in these master teachers and you know and and it's one, it, it's one of my favorite places to go. I'll be going back down there in April and you know and when I'm done with the programs I'll probably go down just for fun.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love
1: it. But I mean that was one I mean honestly that was one of my personal biggest achievements. Um you know the other another personal achievement of mine was when I had a health issue or my immune system crashed and my one middle son um, has a severe peanut allergy. And the doctors were like, well, you're just going to have to live with it. And here, we'll put you on some prescriptions and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, I don't don't think so. And my doctor looked at me and he goes, what do you mean you don't think so? I said, so I think I'm going to heal myself. And I think I'm going to take measures so that my son can start healing himself too. Oh my gosh, the
0: look he must have gave you.
1: Oh, they got so mad at me. They (laughs) They got so mad at me. They were basically like, don't grow a brain. And I, I keep on telling my kids, grow... Grow your brain. Be curious. Ask questions. Doubt. Go find answers. Even mm. if you're led back to where you began, you you're, you go there with so much more information.
0: Yeah, and at least you did the the due diligence yourself, and you can be satisfied you found the answers.
1: And so what? Yeah, and so That's what happened it. is I actually did not end up going back to them. I went off on my own intuitive path, and and really based using my intuition, I, I was like, okay, yes, I will allow myself to be led. And yeah, I did. I, I found what I needed to do to heal myself. Part of it was energetic related. Part of it was actually more, more blocked energy and limiting beliefs from the grief around my dad's death. But I did, I took those steps and then I found a doctor, an integrative medical doctor that could help me with like the vitamins and supplements and all of that. Um, but fast forward to now, my immune system is better, totally a hundred percent better, like 150% better, um, which I'm very excited about. And my son who had a nut nut allergy that was going to be like they were like oh it's like a five or ten percent chance that he'll outgrow it he's actually outgrowing it he's he's we're having great success and his immune system is is rock solid so his allergies are going down too so that's another personal achievement and it's all uh, all based on intuitions which is exciting
0: builds and it all has slowly built towards where you are now and that's the beautiful thing about the journey so obviously yeah. build, build, just do every step and it will ultimately take you to the place you want to end up. I absolutely love that.
1: Yeah. I am the prize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take you into the rapid round. I'm just gonna chuck a bunch of questions at you. You used to answer as honestly as you can. Okay. All right. First thing, what time do you wake up?
1: Five forty five AM.
0: Okay. What's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day?
1: Um, I meditate and I practice gratitude.
0: Nice. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why?
1: A white tiger with like blue eyes and black and blue stripes. Nice. Because wow. there is that melding of uniqueness, um, individuality, authenticity, um, and a cautious
0: fearlessness. Love it. What's your favorite dessert?
1: Oh, gosh, anything chocolate.
0: <laughs> chocolate. <Chocoholic. laughs> nice totally <laughs> name one thing you couldn't go without
1: well i'm gonna say love
0: oh, love, lovely answer
1: yeah i mean that's a, yeah
0: lovely answer <laughs> you're at a karaoke bar what's your go-to song
1: oh god my husband would laugh he'd be like oh she's not gonna sing karaoke <laughs> um, <laughs> um gosh what would be my go-to probably mickey by tony basil okay A little 80s, a little 80s revival.
0: Why not? Tell us something most people don't know about you.
1: Oh, I love being at home. I love, I'm a super big homebody. So as much as I'm very bubbly and effervescent, I need to have that time at home to decompress and, and hang out.
0: Nice. What's your most effective daily habit?
1: Understanding that no matter what happens during the day, everything happens for a reason. and There's always something to learn from it
0: nice nice and finally what's your biggest distraction
1: facebook (laughs) oh my god i could get lost in there for days i actually had to set a timer on my phone because i'm like you know what there are other things i got to do here people
0: (laughs) yeah that's the best that's the best way to get take control of, isn't it notice there's a problem and then do something to fix it i love that
1: yeah yeah really the first part's admitting that there's an even an issue
0: (laughs) (laughs) so for audience members who are listening and thinking yeah you know i want to get to to where tracy is today you know the, the the spiritual coaching the helping other people to clear out all their old rubbish so they can actually move forward and make the best of themselves you know what are three things they could start doing now
1: understanding that the present moment has been created by all of the mindset beliefs in the past so in order to create from this moment going forward that um a new shift in perspective needs to take place mm. um so understanding that that to create outward starts right this very second Love it. and that there are going to be parts where you, you're, when you make an option to change, your ego is going to rear its ugly head because your ego doesn't like change. So when you make a decision to change, you can always expect a little bit of a snafu as you step into that new energy.
0: Okay.
1: Most people catapult themselves back to the past.
0: Yeah
1: because they project from the past into the future. So it's almost like when you, the first thing that they can do right now is understand that they're not a product of their past, that this is the moment that they step into their new energy. Understanding that as they step into that new energy, that there is going to be energy that kind of bubbles up to the surface that's old that needs to get addressed and healed and released. So as the fear pops up, because whether it's fear, frustration, whatever, anxiety, breathing through it to continue to step forward. Aligning themselves with people that are on the path or ahead of them.
0: Nice.
1: Part of our job as we get to certain points is to reach back and extend a hand for people that are ready to walk.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: The third part is understanding that as they step with the group of people, that people are going to fall away and that that's okay. That it's not our job to go back and get them and drag them along. That it's our job to continue on our path, and understand that it might come around that we come back and help them because they're ready to go at this point.
0: Powerful. I love that. I yeah. Love that. Especially the. Uh, they don't need. They don't need to come with you now. <laughs> go and do it, and then maybe when they're ready, bring them along. But don't halt your journey because they're not ready to go. Powerful.
1: And it's true. I mean, so many people. So many people we want to go in a group because that's what we're, we feel safe with some of the most, um, I don't want to say stressful, but the scare, one of the scariest parts is I'm going to set out on this path and I'm going to be carving it and I don't know where it's going and I don't know how it's being led and, you know, and, and it's a matter of kind of like a new rule sets being, being put in place. And, it's okay. It's understanding all the perspectives, but understanding that, you know, that there are going to be people that are maybe afraid to jump on and and come with you. And that's okay. Mm. You can still lovingly say, okay, you're good. You're good where you're at, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep on heading up this path. And this is it. You know, I'll, I'll call back, you you know, Hey, are you ready? See you on the weekend. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And finally, you're still on stage in front of 10,000 young people. But you're only allowed to give one piece of advice before the men in suits come and drag you off stage. What would it be?
1: In life, play to your strengths, but run towards your weaknesses so that you can embrace them and enfold them into your strengths.
0: Boom. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Tracy. It's been an absolute honour to have you on the show. Uh, the Thank first you. lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yay!
0: uh and before we let you go how can our listeners get in contact with you
1: um uh, well they can definitely uh hook up on my website at www.tracygroman.net um but they can also follow me over on facebook at tracy groman and on instagram at tracy groman and on twitter at tracy groman
0: beautiful keeping it simple keeping it simple exactly <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens you spent time with a true eagle Ms. Tracy Groman and myself, Kamal Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher and we'll see you next time. Peace. Now, if you're listening to the show and hearing all these different, amazing personal brands and you're thinking, how do I build my personal brand and you're ready to stand out in this crowded world? Get over to www.aimalittlehigher.com and click that big green button that says join the tribe. You will join the Aim a Little Higher tribe, receive support, motivation and most importantly, A crash course in how to build your personal brand. See you there. Peace.